Hello, everyone, and welcome to the December edition of the Reading of the Tributary, the newsletter for the Virginia Headwaters Council. Um, my name is Joshua Calderon. I'm a district director here, and I am joined by our assistant scout executive, Sue Hart. Hi, Sue. Hey, thanks, Josh. Good morning or good afternoon or whenever you're listening. <laughs> yeah, um, we have a lot of exciting things coming up um, as we are in December and coming close to the end of the year and the holidays. So we have a lot to go over um, and it is good to see a full jam-packed um, newsletter this month. Yeah, absolutely. Please, if you um, you know can't read it, I'd be sure to tune into our monthly podcasts uh, to listen in on what's happening around our council. I'm gonna kick things off just to let everyone know on the left side of the column, um, we reiterate that our scout shop is closed on Mondays. So please uh, try not to stop by the office on Monday because the doors will be locked. Also, the council office will be closed Christmas Eve and Christmas this year is Saturday. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, but that Friday, uh, I believe we will, our office will be closed. So that's yeah. not in the newsletter, but you will see um, updates on our social media sites and our um, website. Yeah, I always we check our website. Our website's updated almost immediately when the scout shop is closed. Because um, there's a potential, I think, that we observe the first on the 31st as well. Um, and so, so that could also affect that as well. Correct, correct. So anyways, happy holidays. It's December, yay. Um, happy holidays to all our scouting families from the Virginia Headwaters Council. And on behalf of the Virginia Headwaters Council BSA, we want to wish you a joyful and festive holiday season with family and friends. There is so much to celebrate this year with the support and dedication of all our scouting members. We hope you will take time to reflect on the accomplishments of your sons or daughters and remind them how proud you are of them, whether they earn their first Bobcat badge or achieve the rank of Eagle. It is an honor to see and take part of these special moments in their lives. And we hope you take a moment to thank those that have supported them on their scouting journey. Also, the holiday season is an opportunity to show appreciation for those that make us safer and improve where we live. Please remember to thank our local hospital workers, military, post office employees, local police officers, and teachers to name a few. A simple thank you can have a big impact. And of course, thank you for what you do for scouting and blessings to you and your family. A little message from us. Uh, on the next page in the tributary, we welcome Steve Hammond. Yay, as the 2022 Virginia Headwaters Council president, he was elected at our November um, board meeting. So, and just a little bit about Steve, he is an Eagle Scout um, and a mainstay in Virginia Headwaters Council serving our youth in many capacities over many years. He served in the council and units from den leader to council commissioner. During his term as council commissioner, our council was rated number one in the BSA. Wow. He is a visual honor member of the Order of the Arrow, recipient of the Silver Beaver Award, outstanding Eagle Scout Award, and a wood badge for Beater. Do you know what animal he is, Josh? Um, Steve is an eagle. 
Oh, he's an eagle. Oh. No, he's an owl. That's oh, he's my an bad. Owl. He's an he's owl. He's an owl. I knew that. I had to think that one through. Good. So he's part of your uh, pack. Oh, correct. Yeah. Nice. Finally, a thief is a partner at Hammond Towson Workers' Compensation Law Firm. Uh, we're going to hear more from Steve, obviously, in the year to come. Uh, following Steve's message or what we our information about him, we have a message from Joe Reisinger, our council commissioner, and he asks uh, the title, are you still recruiting? Are you still recruiting? Uh, he goes on to say, we speak of the time in the fall as the time when recruiting takes place. This is traditionally done this way because youth are back at school and looking to sign up for after school activities. I really don't like the idea of putting all of our eggs in one basket. Can we find a different name like all recruiting? We need to con be constantly recruiting. Youth recruiting youth and adults recruiting adults. So how do we make this shift? Step one, don't accept the status quo. Everything can be improved upon. Step two, constant dynamic marketing. We need folks at the district and units with the dedicated function of generating media. They need to work together to keep constant flow of ideas in front of the social media, newspapers, radio, and television. We recognize each other and our youth for some amazing accomplishments. This is a great thing, but it needs to be primarily external to scouting. Step three, make a big deal about recognizing and rewarding youth who recruit. The recruiter patch is an excellent way, but how about rewarding the patrol with a peace party? Make this a patrol competition. Step four, remember nobody joins scouting for the meetings. Get out and go places. Spend time guiding the PLCs to do fun activities. Yes, youth led, but not without aim or purpose. Step five, have scouts invite friends to go camping. This is a great way to try out scouting without going to a meeting. Organization, and he provides a link to scout.org backslash events. There are also several events throughout the year which are held around the world and every scout is welcome. If traveling is not your thing, you can work on several really cool awards. The two I like are the Messenger of Peace and the International Spirit Award. These are two great, these two are great to work on as a pack, troop, or crew. If you decide to work on these and need some ideas, give me a call. I'd be glad to share some of the things we did. And that is Joe Rising, our council commissioner. Uh, finally, on page three of the tributary, uh, we have a list of our 2022 executive committee. And you'll see on there, um, council president, Steve Hammond, and you will still see Pete Fenland's name because he is the immediate past president. And so he is still very much involved. Another new name that's on the list that you'll see is Matt Phillippe. He's now our council treasurer. He's also still the Massanutten district commissioner so he is not moved away from that role thank goodness right josh um we'll say that you also see a couple new names in here um i know that mike white's new position um executive vice president of operations and risk management um there's a couple different um different spaces here um if the reason their emails beside them is if that if you have a question that revolves around that um exact space in our council um, feel free to reach out to them uh, they are the the head front of that that aspect um, in our council and we are very thankful to have a very robust board um, that is very involved and very active absolutely so um 
please reach out and email and touch base with our members of our executive committee. All right. So I, the, there's a, um, here on page, we're now down to page four if you're actually following along while we're reading. If not, um, this is a message from Brian on scouting. Um, it talks about Eagle Scouts and being prepared to apply for the NISA scholarships. Um, earning the Eagle Scout rank is an impressive achievement that provides lasting impacts on one's life. One of those impacts can be financial support for higher education. Beginning December 1, um, so just a couple of days ago, the National Eagle Scout Association will be accepting ap applications for five annual scholarships of varying amounts. Applicants must have completed an Eagle Scout Board of Review before January 24th, 2022, must become members of NISA, and there should be a link there uh, for the National Eagle Scout Association, um, and must submit their application through the NISA scholarship portal between December 1 and January 31 of 2022. Um, and then on that website, there'll be full uh, requirements and conditions there listed. Um, I think it's a great opportunity um, for some scouts that we may have in our um, in our council that have achieved the rank of Eagle. Um, you know, any any dollar towards college is always a good dollar. Um, and it, this is definitely a good way to support higher education, regardless what that looks like for, for our Eagle Scouts. And so try to take advantage of that. Um, the um, and, and please look in on that website and look at that. Last year, 45 Eagle Scouts received a total of $425,000 uh, from the National Eagle Scout Association to aid in their educational endeavors. The scholarships are made possible by generous donors and the NISA members that help the alumni organization. Um, so please feel free to do that and please reach out to that. Um, there's also a couple different um, uh, ads here at the bottom just for our local scout shop again and how and then it gives us the hours of tuesday through friday nine to five and then also a reminder that masks will be required inside the shop at all times um, while you're there um, moving on uh, these are a couple other things that are going on um, this is for our eagle scouts here in virginia headwaters council uh, eagle scouts will be receiving information in the next couple of weeks regarding applying for the 2021 outstanding eagle scout project uh, this is an honor that is given to the Eagle Scout who the committee feels led um, that has you know, given the right amount of leadership and also has the most outstanding project in our council. Um, this prestigious honor includes a $1,000 scholarship to be paid to the institution of higher education or trade school, et cetera, of their choice. The scholarship will be paid directly to the educational facility. Um, this is a great opportunity if you believe um, you you know a scout um, that has had a, a really good project that showed um, put a lot of effort into that. This is something that um, you want to make sure they apply for so that the committee can overview those and then we can give those out. Um, you know, it's always impressive to see which ones come out of there every single year. And um, yeah, just make sure you apply for that. Um, the reminder of the youth protection training needs to be done. Um, we're coming into recharter times for all districts. Um, Massanut's coming up first, and then we have Valley um, and then Monticello Southern. And so we really wanna make sure that, uh, that your YBT is up to date. Our council policy is to have it done every single year. So just make sure it does not expire um, in 2022 and make sure that gets have done. You done your Have you done your YPT yet? Um, yes. I did actually, I had yeah. to the other day. 
um, because I knew that I was soon to not be compliant with our council standards. Um, national is every two years, but our council standards precede that. So um, make sure you get that done. Um, speaking of training, um, we talked about this a little bit last week, uh, last month, and you'll probably hear this if up until this actually goes on. But in this council, we will have NYLT, which is National Youth Leadership Training. This will take place July 31st through August 6th. Um, this will be at Camp Shenandoah and registration is now open. Um, NYLT is an exciting action-packed program designed for councils to provide youth members with leadership skills and experience that they can use in their home troops and in other situations, demanding leadership or self and uh, with self and others. For many years, um, junior leadership tra training, JLT, was an important part of leadership training um, in the BSA councils throughout America. In 2003 and 2004, a task force of leadership experts and hundreds of scouts in a pilot course across the nation reviewed and tested every aspect of the NYLT syllabus. This incorporates the largest leadership ideas and presents fresh, uh, vital, and meaningful training today, uh, for today's scouts. The NYLT course centers around the concepts of what a leader must be and what a leader must know, what a leader must do. The key elements are then taught with a clear focus on how to the skills can come alive during the week as a patrol goes on a quest for a meaningful uh, for a meaning of leadership. NYLT is a six day course. Uh, content is delivered in a troop and patrol outdoor setting with an emphasis on immediate application of learning is in a as sorry of application of learning in a fun environment, uh, incorporating concepts and work processes and um, are introduced early, built upon and aided by the use of memory aids, which allows participants to understand and employ the leadership skills much faster. Um, so I would say reach out to James Kinder. His information is here. Um, his email is kinderfarm at gmail.com and his number is also here. Um, he is going to be our course director for NYLT this year. I took NYLT in this council, as I probably mentioned last month, um, when I was a kid. And it is, like they said in here, they emphasized a couple of different times, it is immediate training that then can be brought back to your unit um, and used. So if you know a scout that, that uh, is looking for this extra training, um, it, is, it is really good. Um, it, is, it is top notch. And we, we'd put on a very good show for it too. And it's here in our backyard, so we might as well use it. This training only does come around every other year. We usually switch this one out with wood badge. Um, and so you wanna make sure you take it while it's here um, if you can. Um, the next thing is probably the most exciting page in this whole um, newsletter. And I know I'm going to say that and other people put together the pages, but this is my most exciting page. Um, this is the promo for Camp Shenandoah and the 22 summer camp dates. Um, remember, we we switched it all up again and we put We Below's week, very first week, and then we move into our Scouts VSA weeks one, two, three, and four. So camp will start off on uh, the 22nd of uh June. Um, and that will go from 22nd, 25th, that's Weevilos camp. And then they'll have four weeks preceding that um, of Scouts PSA. There's a lot of new things that we have going on. Um, a refresh and improved water waterfront area. There's been a lot of work on that. Um, I know that it's still undergoing, um, which is really good. Uh, introducing a new hillside range, which is true. Um, that is a very impressive project that got completed last year and is um, now going to be fully operational. There'll be a leadership program, more than 50 merit badge offerings. They're bringing disc golf back into the Olympics, which again, I am very excited about. 
um, new boundary trails to explore. Our boundary trail was completed, I think, two years ago, um, but fully operational now. And I think we're going to uh, um, use it at, during part of our summer camp curriculum. Um, but I, I think that's a great experience. An enhanced timber mountain program. We love our timber mountain program. We think that's very effective for getting new scouts into the program and, and helping them out, um, getting their feet wet in what scouting gives to them and offers them. And again, the most exciting part is singing in the dining halls. So Ooh. I know, I know well, it's okay. just hard to contain it. Josh, think back to when you were youth. What was your favorite thing? about camp um that's a great question uh i've been to camp as a kid a bunch of times uh during summer camp probably i mean as, as ridiculous as it sounds singing in the dining halls is probably one of my favorite things oh. um and so i mean even our program director scott lancy the other day was singing a song as he was leaving our office and uh you know i he was doing a repeat after me song as he was walking out the door and it just made me feel like, you know, we're getting, we're getting closer and closer back to summer camp. Um, even though we're in the dead of winter. So yeah. Um, make sure that you look at our new rates this year. We have uh, this new thing that we are, we're trying and we hope that you take advantage of it is for your benefit, um, which is what we're calling a can't wait rate. Um, we've always had an early rate and we've always had a regular rate based on different dates. Um, but a can't wait rate is something that we are trying out new. Um, it's something that our website allows us to do. And so um, make sure that you take advantage of that. I know that there are units that have already started to sign up. So make sure you get in there or um, your space and or your week that you would like to go may be taken. And, I, and you know, we take reservations um, starting now. Um, the, the can't wait rate um, needs to be paid in full prior to February 27th is the only stipulation to it. And then the regular uh, starts uh, for early rates on the 28th of February. So you can go ahead and reserve your spot now. You can go to campshenandoah.org um, and make that reservation today. Yeah, I'm excited for camp. I'm sorry, this is, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good year. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, loved camp. My favorite part about camp was just hanging with my friends and being in the outdoors. So it always felt like an adventure. Loved it. Uh, on to page seven of the tributary. We talk a little bit about the Silver Beaver Award, and it is the Council Level Distinguished Service Award of the Boy Scouts of America. Upon nomination by their local scout council and with approval of the National Court of Honor, recipients of this award are registered adult leaders who have made an impact on the lives of youth through service given to the council. The Silver Beaver is an award given to those who implement the scouting program and perform community service through hard work, self-sacrifice, dedication, and many years of service. It is given to those who do not seek it. Application deadline for the Virginia Headwaters Council Silver Beaver 2021 award is December 31st, 2021. All applications can be mailed or emailed, sorry, to Cindy Zolman. Uh, and her email is listed in the tributary, but it is C-E-D-A-R-S-P-R-I-N-G-Z at Comcast.net. So Cedar Springs with a Z at Comcast.net or mail to the council office. 
Uh, please make sure the application is in a sealed envelope if you deliver to the council with Cindy Zolman Silver Beaver nomination on the outside. Uh, you can find the application at scouting.org backslash resources backslash forms. Please make sure that you have at least one letter of reference for the nominee and the Silver Beaver Award will be presented at the 2021 Honors Recognition Dinner. Uh, at the bottom of that, uh, there's a reminder that you know the perfect stocking stuffer is a gift card to our local scout shop. Yay! So tons of awesome, neat things at our scout store. And I highly recommend um, this perfect idea as a stock stocking stuffer for those scouts. Anyways, uh, we have a letter uh, or message from our Lodge Chief, Donathan Linebrink, which I will read for you now. Happy Holidays, Virginia Headwaters Council. Winter Banquet 2021 will be in person. Get excited. We will be holding our annual Winter Banquet in person. However, there are some issues that have been brought up due to the ongoing pandemic. We have a maximum capacity of 125 people. So guests will be limited and tickets will be sold on a first come first basis. We also will not be able to safely have dining at this event. And as such, we will not have food at this event. We are disappointed, but in trying to bring together as many people as possible for this gathering, we will have to make some sacrifices to stay within the limits of COVID protocols. Winter Banquet will be on January 8th, 2 to 4 p.m. at Tingling Springs Presbyterian Church in the Fellowship Hall building adjacent to the church. Sincerely, Donathan Linebrink, Lodge Chief. A uh, message from Order of the Arrow. So I would think to get your tickets and information for the Lodge Banquet ASAP, would you not say? So you need to get those really quick. Um, yeah. Just because I know that 125 people is not a ton for our lodge. Our lodge is very strong and it can fill a room very fast. And so um, it, Winter Banquet's always a good time of the year to, to see everyone and um, you know, just be around a good fellowship. So make sure you get those uh, reservations in as soon. Yeah. We're going to move on to page eight. Page eight is we still uh, highlight internet rechartering every year. Units renew their charter agreement with their chartering organization and the Boy Scouts of America. Recently, the system has been updated to increase speed and simplicity for completion. This new system enables leaders to safely load youth protection certificates. Uh, CBC disclosure authorizations, adult and youth applications. The intent of the process is to be able to complete from start to finish without a single piece of paper changing hands. There is still only a 60 day window to which units can go into the system and complete their charter. For additional information, please go to scouting.org backslash resources backslash internet dash rechartering. Uh, already, Massanutten is in the midst of charter renewal, and we have some hiccups, but I think it's going pretty well. Uh, you know, this is the, the Internet Recharter is in the same exact spot that Internet Advancement is in. So a lot of units um, that have been participating in Internet Advancement online know the system well enough that um, 
the hiccups that we're having um, are sometimes, you know, just the system being the system. Um, but be patient with it. It is a new um, thing that we are trying. I think that it it can make it a lot easier, especially on your COR um, and, and or your charter organization rep and people like that that need to have extra signatures on it. Um, and so instead of having to chase that down like we have in years past, this being online um, may be a good way to go. And so, um, like I said, just be patient with it and try to work with us as best you can. Um, we are also new to it at the same time. So. Uh, next on page eight is the diversity and inclusion uh, patch. So this is an opportunity for those that are interested in um, doing a little bit more on diversity and inclusion uh, optional. This is the council um, uh, patch opportunity um, that's available on the diversity and inclusion uh, webpage on the council website. Um, and so we did have a competition that was held over the summertime uh, for uh, for submissions. And the winner of um, the patch was Brady Sowers of PAC 79. So congratulations uh, to Brady for designing the uh, patch for this uh, recognition and opportunity to do a little bit more learning for scouts or adults for diversity and inclusion. Also something that's new uh, with uh, kind of on the realm of diversity and inclusion is the Citizenship in Society uh, Merit Badge. Uh, I know some of you have heard about this, um, but the focus, I'm going to read through it, the focus of the Citizenship in Society Merit Badge is to provide you with information on diversity, equity, inclusion, and ethical leadership. You'll learn why these qualities are important in society and scouting, as well as how to help other people at all times and serve as a leader and an upstander. The Boy Scouts of America continues to be committed to, to developing a culture in which every youth volunteer and employee feels included and welcomed, and to build communities where every person feels respected and valued. Um, so first, we welcome families and individuals of all backgrounds and identities to help prepare young people to serve as successful members and leaders of our nation's increasingly diverse communities. You know, these are people also like, you know, I think of, um, you know, people who have sight issues, you know, making them, um, are, you know, the badge gets other people to think about, you know, how they might see things in the world, you know, um, and, and so opening our eyes, our scouts to other people that might, you know, have a different religion, I think is really important. So, um, the, the patch also goes on to say, we're committed to creating inclusive environments and promoting a culture of respect and belonging for everybody. Uh, we expect all members to be guided by the scout oath and law as found in the definition of revenant in the scout law. We expect our scouts to respect the beliefs of others, both within and outside of scouting. We want everyone who follows the values of scout oath and scout law to feel welcomed and able to take advantage of many of the opportunities scouting provides. And we want every scout to feel a sense of acceptance and inclusion in their unit and scouting. Uh, we expect and appreciate that our scouts do their best to make all feel welcomed. Uh, learning about and understanding different identities and abilities will help each scout understand what to do to help make other scouts feel welcome and find a sense of belonging scouting. Like if you have a scout, I mean, on the patch to the 
um, that's in the tributary, there's a scout in a wheelchair, you know, um, if he's not able to enter a particular fellowship hall or a place where there's meeting, how can the troop think about making things more accessible for him or her, you know, uh, getting to maybe scouts to think a little bit about that so that people don't feel like they don't belong because they can't get into um, a building or a location. So, um, no, the, I'm, I'm actually really happy the, the way they titled this, right? So citizenship in the society, um, because truly what this merit badge is, is just a, putting a microscope on what uh, interactions you have with people on a day-to-day -day basis and or what people you could have interaction with on a day-to-day -day basis in your own society. Um, and so the, as Sue's alluding to, you know, it's not just um, based off of ethnic and or, um, you know, racial identity. Um, it could be based off monetary identity. It could be based off of a bunch of different things. Um, and so, or just even going to a different school. Um, you know, my troop, when I, when I joined it, was in a different, completely different place. We drove 30 minutes to get to my troop. And so everyone there was, you know, pretty much no one I went to school with. And so they all came from different places. And so it was, you know, learning how to interact and, and use what they put in here, um, respect the beliefs of others, um, which is what we really want in scouting. Um, that's what we've always wanted. Um, and so I think that this is just a good, good right way to, um, to introduce it. I think it's, I think it's gonna be good in our, in our area. Gosh, do you wanna lead us on into- I'll be. Happy to. So um, we're getting into our district pages right now. Um, the first one in this order is uh, Massanutten District. Um, this is written by the District Commissioner Matt Philippi. Um, it says the holiday season is upon us, which means it is also time for recharter. Unit and district leadership is working hard to make sure everyone's registration moves forward into the next year, and we are excited for 2022. Our roundtable this month won't be a typical one. But Josh and Matt will be available for recharter questions and information for the units, which was held technically yesterday from when we held this. Um, that doesn't mean that was the only time you can reach out to us. Reach out to either Matt or I um, any point during this next month if you have recharter questions um, in Massanutten um, so that we can handle those prior to it being completed. He says, as we look ahead in 2022, we are excited for our units to participate in the Valley Klondike on January 28th to the 30th, um, getting out for the events like um, this are really a great reminder of what scouting is all about and really provides a wonderful place to practice scouting skills, meet other scouts, and meet other scouts from around the council. Hopefully, you'll be able to join us in the fun. Um, we also have our district recognition dinner slated for March the 2nd. We'll have more details coming soon, but we do need to make sure that we have a program um, that will honor the Eagle Scouts from 2020 and 2021, as well as presenting two district award uh, merits, uh, Scout of the Year, a, custom, a Cup Scouter of the Year, um, and a bunch of other awards. And so that is exciting. Um, we did not have one last year due to COVID. Um, and so we will be having one um, in March. So please send nominations for any of those, um, especially for the district award of merit to Jeff Holsinger or myself. Um, Jeff Holsinger's information is at the top of this page. Uh, those nominations are already, um, uh, sorry, I lost my spot here. Matt says, we also plan to honor our first year um, of the Fretwell Educator Award recipients. Um, this is for a outstanding ed um, educator in our area. And those nominations were already due to Matt. 
um, by the time this newsletter goes out, but free, feel free to email him any nominations in early December if there's an educator you want to honor. Um, that way that he can make sure that those get in. And we do have some nominations in there for our educators in this area. So I'm excited to be trying this out um, and, and recognizing individuals that worked very hard and very tirelessly over the last year during COVID. Um, Matt does go on to um, honor and, and to ask you the question, do you know this Massanutten Scouter? Uh, the Massanutten Scouter that he's highlighting this month is Tim Jones. Uh, Tim Jones is a Scoutmaster in Troop 38 in Bridgewater. As with many volunteers, he started his role as a father of a young scout who just became an Eagle Scout in November. Tim makes every effort to improve the program for the boys in 38, as well as the linked girls troop in 1038. He attended the 2021 Wood Badge course to learn more about empowering the youth in his unit to take on more responsibility. He is also a shooting sports instructor for the council, certified for both rifle and shotgun, and has done a lot of work on our facilities and equipment. We thank you, Tim, um, for all of the work that you do for our council. Um, I saw him. Yeah, I saw him the other day, and uh, you know, it happens when your when your kid becomes Eagle Scout. Um, you know, do you make that decision that you want to kind of go with them, or do you want to stay in here and and still volunteer and, and help out? And he looked at me and said, he still has a lot of work to do, um, which is yeah. which is a good way to put it. And I really do appreciate that. Yeah, no, that's huge. Thank you, Tim. Sue, do you like to oh. tell us a little bit about Monticello? Yes, and if you go to page 10, you will see the exciting news that Monticello is holding a scouting showcase tonight. So instead of their monthly roundtable in Monticello, they are holding a scouting showcase at the Fashion Square Mall in Charlottesville from 6 to 7.30 p.m. tonight. So if you don't listen to this podcast until tomorrow, you might have missed out, but hopefully you would have heard or seen uh, information about the scouting showcase to attend. Uh, all units are invited and encouraged to attend. Units uh, can set up a table at the JCPenney end of the mall with information on your unit, your program, and membership, because we're hoping families come out and see what scouting is all about. Weeblos and Arrow of Light Scouts can use this opportunity also to visit Scouts BSA units to learn more about their programs. Scouts BSA members can visit our local venturing crews. We are inviting the community to attend the event to learn more about scouting and to recruit new members. Please spread the word about the event to your contacts on social media and to your local schools. Please contact our Cub Scout Roundtable Commissioner, Tracy Stakem, or a membership chair, Jason Jennings, with any questions. And their uh, email uh, contact information is in um, that particular paragraph on the Monticello page. Um, we'd also like uh, to take this moment to remind units that recharter is coming up in February 2022. All adult leaders recharting with their unit must renew, again, here we go, your youth protection training. Um, if it expires before March 2023, you can renew your YPT training throughout my, uh, through my.scouting.org. Uh, Ed, this is a message from Ed Murphy. He is the Monticello District Chair. He goes on to say, our Friends of Scouting Chair, Tim Hoagland, is scheduling Friends of Scouting presentation dates for all units. Please send Tim an email with the date you would like uh, an in-person or online Friends of Scouting presentation for your unit. Our council earns a substantial portion of its annual income from our Friends of Scouting campaign. It is essential that every unit participate. 
Uh, and finally, the Monticello District page on the council website can be found at vahcbsa.org backslash Monticello. Look for uh, upcoming events, advancement training and information on how to contact members of the district committee. And besides the awesome scouting showcase that's taking place tonight, uh, January 6th, uh, we will have our regular uh, district roundtable, but our location is TBD. So um, we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, but it should be a really fun and interesting uh, event tonight. So I'm really excited um, about the coordination and the time the volunteers in Monticello have, have done to really put this to, together and make this um, an exciting event. I'm, I'm sure you will hear more about it to come. Finally, the Southern District. Uh, this is the last page in the tributary. Um, December Roundtable was held December 1st um, at Trinity United Methodist Church in Lexington. Um, they asked everyone to bring a covered dish or dessert, enjoy Southern scouting holiday spirit and the latest news and business of the Southern District. Uh, they welcomed their new district chair, um, Tom Greenwood. Uh, if you all are familiar with the Order of the Arrow, uh, Tom used to be the professional advisor for the OA and is now the district chair um, for Southern District. Uh, he began this position on December 1st. Tom is looking forward to uh, help uh, in building Southern District membership, leadership, and scouting spirit. And the Southern District's um, Do You Know Scouter is, this month is James Sam King. He is currently the committee chair for BSA Troop 29, uh, Troop 92, which is a girls' troop, Cub Scout Pack 29, and Venture Crew 29 since 2008. All units are chartered under Grace Episcopal Church in Lexington. Previously, Sam was the assistant scoutmaster for Troop 29 and scoutmaster um, for those units are for Troop 29. He is most proud of guiding and supporting 35 scouts to the rank of Eagle since joining Troop 29, including Sam's son, Brandon James King, who earned his Eagle Scout in 2008. He was the assistant scoutmaster for Troop 40. Um, he's Cub Scout, Wolf, Bear, Weeblos, Den Leaner, and Cub Master for Pack 40 um, at Hope Mills, North Carolina, Hawaii, while he, is, he was assigned at Fort Bragg. Um, they go on to say that Sam became an Eagle Scout in 1980 with Troop uh, 974 in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, Order of the Arrow, he got his ordeal in 1976, Brotherhood 2005, joined Cub Scouts in 1971 and was a member of four different Boy Scout troops as his father was a career US Army officer, himself retiring, retiring the family in 1981 where they purchased a small farm in the Kerr's Creek area in Rockbridge County. Sam's father was born and raised in Covington, Virginia and his mother in Lexington, Virginia. Sam retired as a chief warrant officer in 2003 with 22 years active duty U.S. Army combat, combat veteran of Desert Storm Persian Gulf, uh, 90 to 91, graduated Hayfield High School in 1980 and attended Dabney Lancaster Community College from 80 to 82 prior to joining the military in 82. 
graduated Campbell University in 96 with a bachelor's degree in political science and history. Upon retirement from the army, Sam's family moved back to Lexington in 2003 and was employed as a district fleet maintenance manager for Waste Management Corporation till 2012. Presently, Sam is a transport a transportation fleet manager with Walmart Transportation in Mount Crawford, Virginia. Sam is married to Tammy Caldwell King, who is employed with the uh, Carolyn, Carolyn Clinic, Roanoke, Virginia, as the director of warehouse operations. Sam and Tammy have two sons, one daughter, seven grandchildren, and Saint, the Black Lab. Sam's family, including his sister, Hope's family, farm 60 beef cattle and one donkey, Fancy Pants, in the Kerr's Creek area outside of Lexington. Sam's family, when not working or farming, enjoys researching genealogy, gardening, camping, and saltwater fishing in the North Carolina coast whenever possible. Sam and Tammy are members of New Mammoth Presbyterian Church, where Sam manages the cemetery. Oh, very cool stuff um, about Sam. This is pretty neat and interesting. And that rounds it out for the uh, Southern District page of the tributary. Josh, do you have any words of wisdom or things to add to on this month's tributary? I do not have anything to add except um, please stay safe out there. Um, make sure that you're adhering to our council guidelines as far as it comes to COVID. Um, we know that it is getting cold outside, so units may be potentially moving inside. Um, so just adhere to those. Um, we want to make sure scout, scouting is a safe and fun environment, both at the same exact time. Um, and, you know, we'll be looking forward to getting through the holiday season and hearing from us next month. Yeah, great. Thank you, Josh. Thank you all so much for your time. And we'll um, see you again here next month.